0: Welcome to Prayer House Online. I am thrilled to be connecting with you on our podcast channel today. If you don't recognize my voice already, my name is Forchi and I'm part of the team here in Prayer House in Weymouth. In a few moments, you're going to be listening to a recording from our Sunday morning meetings and this time it was me preaching. And before we jump into that, I just want to quickly set the context for what is going on if you're not local and if you're not part of the prayer house church um, you might not know but we have been doing the impartation series over the last few weeks and we've been preparing for this time eh, on the 25th of november as a church we're coming together to go after everything that god has for us as a church for this time and for this season we believe that he is calling us into a fresh wave of his anointing impartation. Now, if that was a lot of jargon for you and you don't quite understand, just hang tight, because we're going to be talking a lot about that during the sermon. So before we jump into it, I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray for everyone listening. So why don't you join with me in prayer right now? Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to connect online, to listen to your word, And Father, I pray for every single one of us here now, I pray that your word would minister to us, that Lord, that you would pour your spirit out even as the word is being preached, even as Lord, um, the voice goes across, comes out those speakers. Father, I pray for everyone listening that you would touch them. Father, I pray that it would be a transformational time this next few moments. In Jesus' name we pray. If you have your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Um, I'm just going to continue from where Paul Wakely spoke to us last week. Um, What an amazing word that was. Who was excited about that? That was a great, timely, timely word. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. Just on your podcast app, look up Prayer House Weymouth and it should be on there. It's under the title, Fivefold Ministry. And Paul spoke about... Uh, a new time across the churches where he's seeing that God is bringing to us again a time of apostolic and prophetic leadership and how that is just changing the landscape across um, the nation in the UK. And he really encouraged us to not allow our past experiences and hurts and woundings from those maybe titles and ministries and the calls and the grace that people had to avoid it for such a time as this. Does that make sense? So maybe you've had bitter experience with a prophet or prophetic word you've never seen it happen, or apostolic, especially with churches that were under apostolic covering and things have gone bad. You know, we tend to push away from all of that because we don't want to get hurt again. Fair enough. But the, the danger of pushing that or pushing ourselves away from that or keeping that at arm's length is that we don't fully invite and welcome that grace into the life of the church. And Ephesians chapter four beautifully talks to us about what happens. Um, It's kind of the opposite of what we're about to read. So from verse 11, let's read this Ephesians chapter four. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work And build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Isn't that great? So these gifts, what are the gifts? Everybody, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These gifts were given by who? By Jesus. Who is the giver of gifts? Jesus. To who? Us. You and me. Paul Paul, um, reminded us last week that whether you believe in it or not, whether you want it or not, you are probably going to be carrying, uh, let's say, at least a slither, like you say, a slither of cake, at least a a portion of one of these five things, either it be apostolic or prophetic or evangelistic or pastoral or teaching, You carry that gift. And if you have no idea, no clue, don't feel intimidated by it. Just begin by asking the simple question What am I most passionate about? And that will get you started. What am I most passionate about? What moves me? Now, you all saw what Mary was passionate about this morning. She is a real blessing and a gem. Because she has embraced the call on her. And she's walking in that. And Sally and all the others and Willow and her work. And so start with a simple question. If you have no idea, just start. Don't, don't go after the label. Go after, God, what is that you've put in my heart? And find out. And that will help you. All right, right. All right, let's dig in quickly. Verse 12 in the NLT that I'm using, uh, you, your Bible might word this slightly differently. Verse 12, the NLT, it says, their responsibility. When it says their, who is he talking about? Us. Our responsibility, I like that word responsibility. It means that it, I just like it because it means we can't escape. It's, like, it's your responsibility, buddy, is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church that is the body of Christ right so say it with me if you will say i have a responsibility to do god's work to equip his people and build up the church now look to the person next to you and say you have a responsibility and you can't escape Now look to the other person and say, we're going to need you. (laughs) You can't escape. (laughs) Right? Now that's what Paul is writing. Paul is writing, look, Jesus, the giver of gifts, is going to give every one of you a gift. I'm going to continue to read a little bit more, but I really want to Get this down today. That you and I have a calling. Some translations would use the word calling. The analogy is responsibility. Some, uh, it, it is this idea that once y- y- like you realize this about yourself, you are called or you are responsible. Or you have this opportunity or this privilege, let's put it, to equip the church, to build it up, and to do His work, I have an responsibility. And that is why we have the gifts. And this will continue until we come into such unity in which we'll talk about that so put, put a little bookmark there in that page of Ephesians 4, and let's jump to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. So I, here's my jargon buster gun. <clears throat> impartation. Anybody give me some definitions of what impartation, just dictionary definitions, doesn't have to be biblical. What, what does the word impart mean? Anyone? To give, yes. Any other? To equip, yes. Also, yes. Any more? To give, to equip. Um, also, another, maybe, an old, old English word, to bestow. To bestow. Um, so these are just dictionary to grant or But they all have all these little um, different words. They are different for a reason because in the Bible, in Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, this is what he says. Um, This is Paul writing to Timothy as he's trying to lead a church, right? In verse 14, he says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Read it again. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Given to you, or you received, some translations would say, the gift that was given to you. So, that word given to in, in the biblical terms has a few different ways that we can look at it. The The first few ones we've already named, we've already said. It is to give, to bestow. But also, really interestingly, it is also to grant to someone who is asking. This idea of impartation. So when I lay hands on someone and we say, Father, bless them in this amazing gift that we see in this person. And there there is a deeper meaning to say, So if you have. This desire in your heart. Let's say you're someone who's asking the question, what am I most passionate about? And you realize, actually, I realize that I, I just want to tell people about Jesus. That's what I, I care about the most. I want to be able to tell people about Jesus. And we as a church family, we recognize that in you. And you're coming and you're saying, I want that gift of an evangelist. And I want to walk in its fullness And that is you asking. So the word impartation could mean that we gather around you and we pray that God would grant to the one who is asking. Does that make sense? That is to impart. Who is giving the gift? God. Who gets to impart? Us. Does that make sense? Yes. And here's another one, right? To cause to come forth. That same word. Also carries that meaning. It's almost that I look at Joan and I see, wow, because I know this. I've experienced this, so I can say this about Joan. Joan is amazing with her cakes. I'm kidding. She is good at her cakes. But I see Joan and I see she knows how to encourage. She knows how to lift people's spirits up. She knows how to smile through a storm. She knows. So I see it. And I say to Joan, Joan, I'm going to pray that God would increase that in you. That is me drawing it out, what I see in Joan. This idea that it come forth from within, to cause to come forth. So when we pray for Joan, we say, Father, we thank you for Joan, her lovely Joan. Thanks for the cakes. But more than that, Lord, let her shine a light to the people around her. Let that gift of encouragement, Lord, even now, that increase in her. Lord, that she becomes that aroma of Christ that Mary was talking about. Lord, that she wouldn't even have to use words, but she would just sit next to someone. That suddenly the presence of Jesus becomes so real in that room. Would you impart that? We draw it out of Joan. In Jesus' name. Impartation. that she's receiving already. How's my jargon buster gun doing? Is it all making sense? It's not a scary thing. It's not a weird thing that we're going to try and lay hands on you and stand in circle with candles in our hands. Oh, this is... Looking at what God is equipping this church with. And we're saying, more Lord. More Lord. More Lord. And Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, do not neglect it. Don't forget about it. In your busyness, don't forget about it. How many of you, is it just me or maybe I'll have maybe one other person in this room who can admit that when I go about my life in my busyness, that I can get distracted from what God has put in my heart, what God is calling me to do. Anybody else? Yeah, we got one. Yay, yay! One. There are some honest people in this room. <laughs> Especially when there's emotions involved, it's so easy for me to forget I was supposed to be the pastor. I was supposed to be the ambassador of Jesus. Oh my goodness, I wasn't that. But there is a way and there is, there is, there is, there is an answer, obviously. Let's jump back to Ephesians 4. <clears throat> because Christ, the giver of gifts to the church, who gets to impart it to equip each other, to do his work, to build each other up. Why? We're going to look at it, and we're going to read from verse 13 to the end of verse 16. So here we go, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ of Jesus then there will be no longer oh then we will no longer be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching we won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Jesus, like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. My goodness. What an important job. What an important responsibility. Why? Because the whole point of us walking in the fullness of our calling is to become more like Jesus. Oh my, there it is again. There was this wonderful time in in history where everything was perfect. Then Adam and Eve sinned. And the thing that got broken that day was this amazing thing called the image of God through us. We are created in the image of God. But it's fractured, it's, it's a bit warped, it's a bit broken, which is what we already talked about. It's a bit challenging. But Paul is writing and he's saying, all of this, all of this, all of this, all of this, it will help you with lots of different things. In verse 15 he says, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ." It is to say, let us not forget that in all of this, the equipping and the building and doing his work and us walking in the fullness of our calling, all of this has got one purpose, my friends. It is that we will become like Christ. And he will do it. In verse 16, he says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Each part will do its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And Ultimately, we become amazing representatives of Jesus. Every disciple, every disciple of Jesus has to be On a continuous journey of restoration every disciple you don't get to opt out you don't get to say I've had enough yesterday I'm not gonna try today every day every day every moment I'm on a continuous journey becoming more like Jesus and that is so important Especially when we're starting to talk about the gifts and the apostolic, the prophetic, and the teaching, and the pastoral, all these different things, all these different titles. And Paul Wakely, last week, he reminded us of the dangers of going for the titles without getting to know the one who gives the gifts. We have a lot of self-proclaimed apostles and prophets walking around. When you don't know Jesus, when he is not your focus, then you no longer are reflecting him. When your focus is not Jesus, then in your ministry, Jesus is not going to be represented in that. I am so sad to say, I have seen Prophets in the church. God reveals to them something. But it's handled in such a shameful way that it's split churches. It's broken people. It's sent people running away from churches. I've seen it. We have dear friends, church leaders who have been hurt. As a prophet when you when god reveals you and he's probably revealing something that is true about the church but when i get a word or a picture whatever that way he talks to me my immediate response when i receive that is to my responsibility is to what to equip to do his work and to build his church And when I release that prophetic word, when I come and say, This is what I feel God is saying, if I cannot answer those questions, and if it doesn't equip, do His work, and build the church, then I need to rethink. Because there is, God can reveal to me something, and I just bash it. And that will just fracture. It won't build, it will break. That's why it's a responsibility. Now, does that word make sense? An apostolic leader, wonderful, exciting, taking new ground, amazing, amazing, amazing. But if I don't keep my eyes on Jesus, the minute I take my eyes off Jesus, I become narcissistic. I become controlling. I think my way or the highway. If I'm a teacher, and the minute I, I'm teaching the Word of God, wonderful, I have a theology degree, and I've got master's and PhD, lovely, well done, well done. But the minute I take my eyes off of him, it's gone. My words will carry no power. If I'm an evangelist, I love people, I love Jesus, I want everyone to know Jesus, I love it. And I'm trying. But the minute I take my eyes off him, I start thinking I can argue my way into someone's heart and make them believe in Jesus. If only I can explain this better, i do it. Rather than saying, Jesus. 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 What could our church look like? If every single one of us carries that perspective when we pray for each other, what if someone who's praying for healing and they have a gift and the grace to uh, heal and pray for healing? What if when you pray for someone, you pray with an attitude where at the end of that prayer, there's only one person who will be remembered, and that person is Jesus? Not your prayer not your prophetic word that you were able to share, not your picture, not your eloquent words and your laying on of hands and your ability to speak in tongues. And none of that is remembered. At the end of your prayer time, Jesus was remembered. He was the only one lifted up. That's when you know your focus was Jesus the whole time. That's a good litmus test as we gather on Saturday for impartation, I want to encourage you this today. First of all, come because it's so important. We've I've I've already talked about why it's important. Now as we gather, our focus is Jesus, not the gift, not the title not the praying, not this and that. If we fail to look more like Jesus at the end of it, then we've wasted our time. So come with an expectation. Come with a hunger. As we gather, as we pray for each other, there's there's going to be things the Spirit will lead us. We're not coming with a big agenda. We don't have a list of things we want to do. But what we're saying is, Jesus, we want Ephesians 4 to be true in this church. We want this body to be working fully. We want this body to be growing. We want this body to be healthy. And we want this body to look and look more and more like Jesus. Hey, I hope that that word encouraged you and has blessed you. I hope that it stirred you up to go after what God might be doing through you. I love that word. I was so passionate about preaching that and I love what it has to bring to the church at this time. So God bless you. I pray that you are able to find that passion in your heart, that call in your heart That you are able to discover what he might be calling you to at this time i bless you to be a blessing i bless you to be part of a church community that embraces you and helps you thrive in those gifts so god bless you take care